Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Alright, so let's all turn in the book of Ezra. Okay. Let's turn to the book of Ezra. Okay, we are on chapter 7. Now, what did we, let's kind of recap what we learned yesterday. Okay, yesterday we learned that God hates mixing. When they were going to build the temple, remember, some evil people come over and tried to join in on the building. They wanted in on the God blessings, but they turned around and said, No, we're not partnering with the unclean thing. We are not going to be polluted. So what did they do, bride? They got jealous. They turned around and went against them and went to the king and tried to turn them in and get them in trouble and tried to paint it that they didn't want to pay their taxes and blah, blah, blah. So the king turned around and stopped the building. I'm just giving you a prelude of where we're at now in Ezra chapter 7. So the king stops their building. And what is funny is the people... The children of Israel decided, okay, well, we're going to honor the king, right? And we are not going to build. Honey, God got mad. God, he got mad over them trying to stop the building. Because what was they doing, bride? They was giving God the best of everything. They was going and getting the cedars of Lebanon. And they were worshiping the Lord. They had built the foundation very solid. Dedicating everything to the Lord. And you know God was so pleased. And when the king come against what God was doing. 
then God turned around and got the king, didn't he? What did God do? God sent two prophets. We need to be careful. When God sends prophets, you better listen. Remember the story I told you about uh, when God sent me a prophet when I was in rebellion and he knocked on my door and said, Thus saith the Lord, do this. I knew that if I did not obey that prophet, that God, I was going to pay a huge price, lose my ministry, lose everything if I did not obey God. Because God had a plan and I had crossed over the line. The same with them. So when, as soon as the prophet came to my door, immediately I just threw my hands up. I repent. You know, immediately I just said, I turned. No question about it, I turned. I repent and turned. And so when the prophets came to the children of Israel, they received them. Come on now. They received the prophets, and then the prophets were able to uh, bring a word to the king and got everything turned around, honey. God got what he wanted. So let's continue now in chapter 7. Ezra is so interesting, Brad. All right, here we go. All right. Now, y'all know I read the King James. Okay, now, after these things, in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, the son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahida, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Marioth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzziah, and the son of Bukai, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Ar, on the chief priest. This Ezra went up from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given, and the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Isn't that amazing? He was favored. And there went up some of the children of Israel and of the priests, and the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the Nethanims unto Jerusalem in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king. And he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. For upon the first day of the first month began he to go up from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month came he to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. Now I can just hear some of you saying, well, uh, why is it important to be documenting the first day, the fifth day, this day, this day, this day? Because God is very meticulous. If you don't think God is meticulous, look at Noah. He told Noah, I want you to build this ark when there was no rain, bride. There was no rain in the days of Noah. And God tells this man, I want you to build the ark the size of 10 football fields or whatever. And I want you to build it like this. And I want so many square foot. I want so many cedar trees. I want so many of this, this, this. I mean, lays out the whole, the whole shebang to him. Noah builds the ark when there's no rain. I mean, you talking about having to trust God and go out on a limb. Come on now. That's what Noah did. God is meticulous. So when we read the word like this in Ezra, and it says on the fifth day, on the first day, pay attention, bride. Because later on in the word, you may realize, wow, I remember back in Ezra 
when they did this on the first day or the fifth day. See what I mean? Let's continue. Okay, so, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Now, come on now, that will preach within itself, preparing our heart. Like when God called me out of Washington, it took a lot of preparation for me to make that big move out of there. I had to know for sure this was God. He has to prepare your heart. He gives you the word, and then you pray about it. Lord, I want to make sure that you, I need confirmation. And then he will send prophet after prophet after prophet, confirming, confirming, confirming. And then your heart is set. He has prepared your heart. For instance, bride, him letting us know bad things are coming to our country. Our country has made very bad decisions, and we're going to have to pay the price for it. So what does he do? He tells his church, get ready, bride. Get ready. Get your house in order. Talk to your children. Prepare them for what's coming. Don't follow all this hype, all this new age Jesus out here. Get your house in order. Be ready. Because the revival that's coming is not the way all of these new age Jesus people is painting. This revival is going to come. It is going to be a false revival ushering in the Antichrist. Let me tell you. The revival of the true Jesus Okay, the true revival is going to be in great suffering. The true revival is going to be when the famine hits, when martial law hits, and when all these things hit and the church is standing. The chaos around us does not move us, Brad. The voice of God moves us. Remember that. Chaos around us does not move us. Circumstances do not move us. It's the word of the living God that moves us. So that's what we listen to. Okay? So let's go back here. So for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. Let me repeat that again. Obedience is better than sacrifice and to do it. We can hear the word all day long, but if we don't act on it, what good is the word? And to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. You mean judgments? Remember, Bride, I did a whole show about judgment. The world has misconstrued judgment. Judgment is mercy of God. Let me repeat that. Judgment is the mercy of God. Because God is allowing you to go through some tribulation here so you can get your life right with him and come to heaven instead of going to hell in your stupor. Going to hell in your ignorance. Going to hell in your backslidden state. It's the mercy of God. Remember, Bride, I told you about all the exposures that's coming? When people get exposed, what are we to do as the church? Pray for them. Why? Because God has exposed this for a reason. It's because he wants them to come back to him. He's like, okay, I have tried to talk to you. You will not listen. I have tried to talk to you in the word, but you will not read. I have sent you prophets. I have sent other people to you to tell you you're in error and you will not listen. So if you will not listen in all these other ways, then I will allow calamity to come in to cause you to get on your face. If you have your house before me, I may take your house. You have an idol over here, an idol over here. I may take that, take that. What's it going to take to draw you back? That is the true judgment. That is the love of God. When you are a father and you are a mother and you are training your children, okay, 
you understand that to do discipline is to love them. When you love someone, you discipline them. And that's the true love of God to his sons and daughters is he loves those that he corrects and he rebukes. This is a true Christian walk, which goes against this new age Jesus out here that says everything is acceptable, everything is tolerated, everybody's universal in one. Remember I taught you about that, the difference between the vertical Jesus and the horizontal Jesus. There's two different Jesuses being taught out there, Brad. I've seen this a lot in Washington. There's two different Jesuses. The one that Kanye West has partnered with, with the world and with these big evangelicals, pay attention to who is pushing Kanye. This worldwide, worldly, universal Jesus is horizontal. I watched uh, Kanye in an interview the other day, and he said that your most important relationship is the people here on earth. And that Rome is where you should all go back to because Rome has like the truth. And when I heard him say that, I was like, that's why you have all of this Catholic looking garb on these clothes. You know, because we all know what the Vatican's up to. We know they're a part of this one world religion, one world order and whatnot. But anyways, the point is, that is the horizontal Jesus. The relationships between one another, the circle, the community, uh, you'll see them. You'll see a lot of churches. I can tell you a lot of terms. Covenant. We're all in covenant together. We're all one. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what your doctrine is. It doesn't matter. We're all one. That is the universal Jesus. The horizontal Jesus, the vertical Jesus, is the one that is the true one. The vertical Jesus is between you and the Lord, and where you look up is where your help comes from, not here. This is social justice. This is universal. And this is climate change, which Kanye is pushing. He is partnering with the UN. He says that in that interview as well. All of this UN, universal, circle, community, whatnot, whatnot, is this new age Jesus that partners with all of his LGBT colors and all that crap and vomit. All right, so let's go back to the word here. For Ezra had prepared his heart, we're in verse 10, Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. All right, Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. What is righteous living, bride? What is righteousness? Righteous living. That is judging things righteously, okay? Now, this is the copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes uh, gave to Ezra the priest the scribe, even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, the king of kings, unto Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of God of heaven, perfect peace and at such a time. I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites, remember, bride, let's recap what a Levite is. A Levite is one of the tribes of Israel. You have the 12 tribes, but that tribe was set apart for the Lord. They were set apart to work the temple, to take care of the church. You know, to take care of the people. And Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with thee. For as much as thou art sent of the king and of his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of thy God, which is in thy hand. 
and to carry the silver and gold which the king and his counselors have freely offered unto the God of Israel. Wow! Wow, boy, this king did a turnaround, didn't he, bride? Wow, he's now he's giving God his gold and silver. Wow! Whose habitation is in Jerusalem. And all the silver and gold that thou cannot find in all the providence of Babylon with the free will offering of the people and of the priest, offering willingly for the house of their God which is in Jerusalem, that thou mayest buy speedily with this money bullocks, rams, lambs, with their meat offerings and their drink offerings, and offer them upon the altar of the house of your God which is in Jerusalem. Wow, wow, wow. Can we just give God all of the praise and glory this morning. That is just so shocking, Brad. This king is not only turned around and giving them silver and gold, but this king is turned around and giving them their offerings to offer unto God. I mean, what an awesome thing. The vessels also that are given thee for the service of the house of thy God, those deliver thou before the God of Jerusalem. And whatsoever more shall be needful of your house. Wow! That is amazing. Whatsoever more shall be needful for the house of thy God, which thou shall have occasion to bestow, bestow it out of the king's treasure house. Wow! In other words, take whatever you want for God. Isn't that amazing, Brad? And I, even I, our taxes, the king, do make a decree to all the treasurers, which are beyond the river, that whatsoever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, shall require of you, it be done speedily. Unto a hundred talents of silver, unto a hundred measures of wheat, unto a hundred beds of wine, unto a hundred baths of oil and salt, without prescribing how much whatsoever is commanded by the god of heaven let it be diligently done for the house of the god of heaven isn't that beautiful bride he wanted the favor of god didn't he there should be wrath against the realm of the king and his sons also we certify you that touching any of the priests and the levites singers porters nethinims and ministers of this house of god it shall not be lawful to impose toll, tribute, custom upon them. Wow! In other words, back off, people. These are God's people. And thou, Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God that is in thy hands, set magistrates and judges, which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of your God, and teach them that know them not. Wow! Isn't this amazing? So the king not only blessed him, the king not only gave him favor, but the king told Ezra, I want you over there on that side of the river to set up all your justices and set up all your courts, and I want you to teach people about this God. And I want you to do judgment according to that God. <laughs> Isn't that just amazing, Brad? God is so amazing. And whosoever that will not do the law of God, and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily upon him, whether it be unto death or to banishment or to confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They will either do this or they will die and suffer. Isn't that something? 
Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which has put such a thing as this in the king's heart, to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Oh, can you imagine, bride, how beautiful that temple really was? And has extended mercy unto me before the king and his counselors and before all the king's mighty princes and was strengthened as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me as I gathered together out of Israel chief men to go up with me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, chapter 8. These are now the chief of their fathers and this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxas the king. Of the son of Phineas, Gershom, the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, and the sons of David, Hattush. Of the sons of Shechaniah, of the sons of Ferosh. All right, hold on just a moment. We are in Ezra chapter 8. I am going to pull up my Bible and have it read it to you. I was thinking when I do these chapters with all the names... I'm going to have the Bible read it to you because he knows how to pronounce them all. Let's see. Ezra. Ooh, the next chapter is Nehemiah. Okay, let's do Ezra chapter 8. Ezra 8. These are now the chief of their fathers. And this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. Of the sons of Phinehas, Gershom, of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hattush, of the sons of Shechaniah, of the sons of Farosh, Zechariah, and with him were reckoned by genealogy of the males an hundred and fifty. Of the sons of Pahath Moab, Eli Hoaniah, the son of Zerahiah, and with him two hundred males. Of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, and with him three hundred males. Of the sons also of Adin, Ebed, the son of Jonathan, and with him fifty males. And of the sons of Elam, Jeshahiah, the son of Athaliah, and with him seventy males. And of the sons of Shebatiah, Zebediah, the son of Michael, and with him fourscore males. Of the sons of Joab, Obadiah, the son of Jehiel, and with him two hundred and eighteen males. And of the sons of Shelemith, the son of Josephiah, and with him an hundred and three score males. And of the sons of Bevi, Zechariah the son of Bevi, and with him twenty and eight males. And of the sons of Asgad, Johanan the son I got a pause, Brad. I just thought it was something funny. You know, we're sitting here listening to all these names, right? Remember, we've been talking about how this is very important. When your name is in the Bible, when your name is in the official record of God, what an honor. So I was just sitting here listening to these names and I was thinking, when I get to heaven, I want to meet all these people. I want to go up and say, okay, who is Asgad? Asgad, hey, I want to meet your son, Johan. I read about y'all in the Bible. And then I want to meet all of your 110 males. Where are you at? I want to know all you. <laughs> Don't you feel that way, Brian? It's like... Oh, you're the one from Ezra. <gasps> How cool is that to meet you? Oh, I want to meet all your family. That's what I think when I read this. All right, let's continue. 110 males. And of the last sons of Adonikam, whose names are these, Eliphalet, Jael, and Shemaiah, and with them three score males. We're in verse 14. And the sons also of Bigvi, 
Uthai, and Zabod, and with them seventy males. And I gather them together to the river that runneth to Ahava, and there abode we in tents three days. And I viewed the people and the priests, and found there none of the sons of Levi. Wow. Then sent I for Eliezer, for Ariel, for Shemaiah, and for El Nathan, and for Jerib. El Nathan. For El Nathan and for Nathan, and for Zechariah, and for Meshullam, chief men, also for Jehoiarib, and for El Nathan, men of understanding. Wow. And I sent them with commandment unto Edo, the chief of the place, Cassaphia. And I told them what they should say unto Edo, and to his brethren, the Nethanims, at the place, Cassaphia, that they should bring unto us ministers for the house of our God. Oh, that's awesome. And by the good hand of our God upon us, they brought us a man of understanding. Of the sons of Malai, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, Ooh, the son of and Levi, with his sons and his brethren, eighteen, and Hashabiah, and with him Jeshiah, of the sons of Merari, his brethren and their sons, twenty, also of the Nethanims, whom David and the princes had appointed for the service of the Levites. Wow! Twenty Nethanims, all of them were expressed by. They me. served the Levites. Then I proclaimed a fast there, at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. Wow. For I was ashamed to require the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Yes. And his wrath is against all them that forsake him. Wow. Powerful scripture. Let's read that again. In verse 22. Well, first, let's go back. Because he says here, I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves before God to seek of him a right way for us, for our little ones, and for all of our sustenance. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way because we had spoken unto the king saying in other words okay we're here at a crossroad and we need some help here but since we already told the king that god was our provider we are not going to go ask him for help basically because he says the hand of our god is upon all them for good that seek him but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him and I just want to pause right here, Brad, when I was explaining to you about the book of Revelation and what's coming. Remember, the first half of tribulation is the mercy of God. That's when the mark is implemented. That's when people will have to choose whether they're going to serve the world or serve God, which could bring death or may even will bring death if they choose to serve God and not become a part of the beast or the system and take the mark. Then, which is the chip, okay, then you have the two witnesses that will be a sign and a wonder that will be uh, doing all types of signs and miracles in Jerusalem. And they will be telling everybody, you know, repent, repent now, you know, so that's a sign. Then you have all of the judgments coming down from heaven, the bowls and all that kind of stuff. And they will be, it's signs and wonders to draw people uh, to the Lord and saying, you know, look, God, this is God's mercy. This judgment that you're seeing is the mercy of God. Because God loves you enough to smack you out of your stupor and say, Wake up, daughter. Wake up, son. Get your life right with God. 
Material things mean nothing. Titles, prestige, elitism, all of that is dung in God's eyes. Let me tell you. The truth in God's eyes is God's face. It's the purity of the relationship between the bride and God. And it has to be, um, you know, a pure vine. It cannot be tainted, polluted, which we've been studying in Ezra. It cannot be tainted or polluted. But the second half of tribulation, which the Lord will take us before the second half, is the actual wrath. The wrath of God is terrible. It's going... Remember, Bob, when you read Revelation and you hear all the people in heaven that are in their white robes that have been martyred for Jesus, they're standing up there before God and they're saying, God, when will you get revenge for what the enemy is doing to your people? Because the anguish of what is happening on the earth and people suffering and everything, right? When it comes time, for the wrath to be poured out upon the earth. God, there is a temple up in heaven. God goes in the Holy of Holies and covers himself with the cloud of glory. Read it for yourself, bride. He covers himself in the cloud of glory and says, I don't want to see nothing until this is done. So it hurts him. I mean, I took that as it hurts God to even see his people suffer in this manner. It hurts him to see that they're going to have to pay this terrible price. But it's because of the sins of the fathers, the sins of the heart, the utter hatred. And we see that now, Bride. We're so close to this. We're so close. We're right here at the door. And we already see with our generation, uh, with the kids growing up now where parents are refusing to take them to church, we are seeing the repercussions of this. The utter hatred for even, we're even seeing people that call themselves Christians saying that they hate the word Christian. This new apostolic reformation, what they're wanting to do is they're, they're wiping out the old way of Christianity. And they're wanting to bring in this new order. And this new order is the one that's partnering with all of this satanic mess here. They're partnering with this with the Pope and with all these different religions and they're, they're partnering to bring in this new age Jesus. They want to do away with this old order. And who's the old order, Brad? The fundamentalist Christians. Who are the fundamentalist Christians? They are the ones that believe the word is the truth. Okay, so let's continue here. But I just wanted to tell you there that it says here, the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Then I separated twelve of the chief of priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brethren with them, and weighed unto them the silver and the gold and the vessels, even the offering of the house of our God which the king and his counselors and his lords and all Israel there present had offered. I even weighed unto their hands six hundred and fifty talents of silver and silver vessels a hundred talents, and of gold a hundred talents. Also twenty basins of gold of ten thousand drams. Now, Brian, does this not tell you something? Once again, let me stress. God wanted the best of everything. The society back then was giving God the best of everything. 
That's why when I went to see TBN's beautiful building when they came to Nashville, uh, they did like a, they converted the Conway Twitty Museum type of deal and converted into their, uh, what did they call that? Heritage USA or something. Uh, but anyways, it's the TBN studios there. And I went there and they had things decked in gold. And I remember back then, this is back in the 90s, but the persecution that was on them just because they made it so beautiful. I'm like, people... What about the temples in the days of old? They just wanted to give God the best of everything. How can you just, I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, but when you look at the Bible, that is how they did all temples. They made them beautiful. Okay, so let's continue. We're in verse 27. We're in Ezra chapter 8, verse 27. And twenty basins of gold of a thousand drams, and two vessels of fine copper, precious as gold. And I said unto them, You are holy unto the Lord. What? No way. The vessels are holy. Also, the silver and the gold are a free will offering unto the Lord God of your fathers. I do that too, Brian. I love this. Thank you, Lord, for confirming what I do. Uh, my heart in what I do. Because what they're saying is, is when they were placing all these things in the temple, they told these vessels, you are holy because you are now being used in the house of God. And that's the way I feel when God gives me things. Like when he gave me that car, the van, uh, I dedicated that to the Lord. And I said, you are holy because now you're being used for the work of the Lord. When I get my, when I got my TV equipment, remember I do all this live. I went live and I dedicated my equipment and I said, you remember when I first got my first camera, Brad? It was about this big. I looked at that camera and I said, wow, how blessed you are as a camera because you will film the miracles of God. And sure enough, they did. Then I got this next camera because the Lord made me give the big one away. Because remember, Brad, nothing we have is ours. So the Lord gave me a little bitty one. And I looked at that little bitty one and I said, wow, you are so blessed as a camera because you will film not only the miracles of God, but the president of the United States. And sure enough, that camera got to film the president of the United States. So that's what they're saying right here. They're saying these vessels are holy unto the Lord. Watch ye and keep them until you weigh them before the chief of priests and the Levites and the chief of the fathers of Israel at Jerusalem in the chambers of the house of the Lord. So took the priests and the Levites the weight of all the silver and gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem unto the house of our God. Then we departed from the river at Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go into Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us. Yes, Lord, we claim that right now. Let your hand be upon us. Because remember, Brad, that's what I was telling you about the judgment on America. The reason is God has pulled his hand back. The hand of God being upon you is like everything is orchestrated just beautifully. Like when I went to Washington, the hand of God was upon me and everything was opened to me that's the hand of God when God removes his hand the blessings are not there it's it's like a chaos it's like things are just 
out of order. That's because he removed his hand. What happens if you're in a situation and things are chaotic and out of order? You need to repent. Go back to the Lord in your prayer closet and say, Lord, have I, what have I, where have I missed you? Because for you to remove your hand. So when it says here that the hand of the Lord was upon them, that is huge. Okay, so let me underline that. Where, oh, where can it be? I want to underline that. So took the priests and Levites the way of the silver and the gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem to the house of our God. Then we departed in verse 31. Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go into Jerusalem, and the hand of our God was upon us. I want to underline that. And then over here in the side in the notes says divine protection. And he delivered us from the hand of the enemy. Bam, bam, bam. Remember, bride, when we studied when the children of Israel, uh, when they left Pharaoh and they came over into the promised land, when they kept God first, when they included him, remember when they'd go to battle, when they included God, they would win every time. But when they took God out, they were overtaken. It's the same way with the nation. Remember that? Same way with the nation. And of such as lay in wait, by the way. And we came to Jerusalem and bowed there three days. Now on the fourth day was the silver and the gold and the vessels weighed in the house of our God by the hand of Mermoth, the son of Uriah, the priest, and was with him Eleazar, the son of Phinehas, and with them was Josabad, the son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, the son of Benu Levites. By number and by weight of every one, and all the weight was written at that time. See, they documented it. Also, the children of those that had been carried away, which were come out of captivity, offered burnt offerings unto God of Israel, twelve bullocks for all Israel. 90 and 6 rams, 70 and 7 lambs, 12 he goats for a sin offering. Wow, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This new age Jesus that teaches there's no consequences to sin, sin does not even bother you anymore, needs to go back and see how much sin means to God. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. Verse 36. And they delivered the king's commissions unto the king's lieutenants and the king's governors on this side of the river. And they fathered the people and the house of God. What does that mean, bride? They prospered. It means that they prospered. All right, chapter 9. Now when these things were done, the princes came to me saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves what? You mean that is said in the Bible again? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Why does God require us to separate themselves? And I know some of you, I can just hear you right now saying, well, that doesn't apply today because Jesus came and everything is all grace. Grace to be able to do what you're called to do but sin still applies, okay? 
So we still have to separate ourselves from the people of the lands. What does that mean? The worldly. The worldly. Doing according to their abominations. Let me say that again. Abominations. What is an abomination in, in today's times? One of them is pride. Pride. What does LGBT, what do they use as the name of their praise? The pride parade. It's an abomination in God's eyes. It's a stench in his nostrils. This is what I've been trying to tell you about Kanye. And I know people are like, why are you mixing Kanye in? Because that is one of the great deceptions going on out there right now. Kanye, you need to consider where he comes from, okay? Kanye is the one that started Jesus. What is Jesus? It's an abomination of Jesus. It is saying that he is God. He has said it out of his own mouth. I am God. Okay, he is blasphemed. He's done the upside down cross. He's on his picture. He's got a picture of being with a woman that's a snake. I mean, just satanic, gross things. So then he gets put in a mental institution because he's having a crackdown because he can't handle the Illuminati, really, which his whole family, the Kardashians, are all Illuminati. When he does that, he comes out, the first thing he does is partner with President Trump. He went from that all the way to the president. Then he starts his Sunday services and starts traveling the country and just starts bringing all these people in. And then what does he preach? All these big-name evangelicals that are out here partnering with other religions, partnering with the ecumenical movement, partnering with the Pope, are all backing this man up. They're not asking him, uh, sir, you need to uh, repent to the church because you blasphemed the very God that they serve. You need to stop selling Jesus. You need to detach from that satanic plot. You need to come out from all of that satanic stuff. But are they doing that? No. They're opening up their millions platform to this satanic new age Jesus out here that is telling everybody uh, it's okay to be the way you are in your sin and everybody should tolerate one another and be this horizontal Jesus that I've been telling you about. Anyways, let's move on here. But as Ezra states, you've got to separate yourself. God is not in all that. Okay, so anyways, even of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, and the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed has mingled themselves. They have mixed, which God hates mixing. They have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and the rulers have been the chief in this trespass. Meaning, even your leaders have mixed with other religions? Yes. Are they still doing this today? Yes. Does God still hate it today? Yes. Should, should we partner with other religions? Should we partner with the ecumenical movement? No. Should we separate ourselves unto the Lord 
and still do the word of God, even though all the world is going this way with this new age Jesus? Yes, we stick with the one true Jesus. And this Jesus is the one that is uh, correcting us. He is chastising us. He is rebuking us. He keeps us on the right path. He tells us not to partner with sin because sin crouches at the door, seeking whom he may devour. Sin is very real. It wants to destroy every human. That's why we have to keep ourselves held accountable to God. There is consequences to sin. But this new age Jesus wants everybody to just say, there is no sin. You know, I was in a church uh, a few weeks ago, and this pastor, because I can hear all this ecumenical garbage. I can hear all of this satanic antichrist talk coming from these churches now. I was in this church, and they was up there singing, sin no longer has a hold on me. Sin doesn't touch me. I don't have to worry about sin. I can't remember what the song was. But I was sitting there like, am I hearing this right? Okay. And then the guy gets up there to preach and he says, he backs up what they said singing. And then he says, you know, when you get saved, the tree of knowledge of good and evil no longer exists. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that is the way this New Age Jesus is teaching now. Because, Brad, it's not that we're always so sin conscious. It's that we as a Christian, as Christians, we're always evolving. We're always uh, allowing God to change us, mold us, and make us into what? His image. What? Not the worldly image. Not this New Age Jesus image. Not this UN globalist one world religion image. No. That is what Kanye is partnered with. So I'm telling you, Brad. Mark all these evangelicals partnering with that. Mark all these people, medias and everything that are pushing this man. Just mark it. Okay, let's keep going. All right, so let's see here. Verse 3, And when I heard this thing, I rent my garment. Okay, let's back up to verse 2. You'll see why he rent it. For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed has mingled themselves with the people of these lands. In other words, they kidnapped them. Yea, the hand of the princes and the rulers have been chief in this trespass, which means sin. And when I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair off my head and of my beard and sat down astonished. Brian, do you know what that is saying? Like, no, 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 no. You know, he's pulling all this out like there is no glory about me whatsoever because, you know, hair is your glory. He is appalled that these people would do this to God. Where is our fear of God today? When we hear that states are funding children to change their body parts when they say they want to be the opposite sex, which totally mutilates them for the rest of their entire life. They will not be able to have children. 
and our own government is doing this. And where is the atrocity from Washington on this? Where is the executive order stopping this? You see what I mean? Like where, where is the cry out of the people that they, that these school systems can literally do this in our country? Where is the wanting to pull our hair out and scream over this? Then let me mark that. That's okay. Then were assembled unto me every one that trembled at the words of the God of Israel. Lord, let us be surrounded by people that tremble at this because of the transgression of those that have been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. Oh. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness. He's, he's very sorrowful for what his people did. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness, and having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. And that's sad. And said, O oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God. For our iniquities have increased over our head, and our trespasses grown up into the heavens. And this reminds me, bride. I would say last year in 2018 when I was living in Tennessee in my little old country town and I remember walking in the woods one day to pray and I walked out there and I looked up into heaven and I said Lord I am so so sorry for our nation I am so sorry that she would do this to you Lord I am sorry that she would partner with all this mess. I am so sorry. You know, and I really felt it. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, like how God feels about all this abomination and this, you know, just grossness of sin and the church just partnering with all of this terribleness and how, how the bride cannot even see it because they're so tainted and they can't even see how tainted they are. It's like, God... You know, it can be overwhelmed. I mean, I can feel how this guy just feels all of this. The heavy, it's so heavy. Since the days of our fathers have we been in a great trespass unto this day, and for our iniquities have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hands of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, and to the spoil, and to confusion of face as it is this day. And now for a little space, grace has been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place. That our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. Yes! Oh, we call that right now. Yes, Lord. Mark in the Bible. Ezra chapter 9 verse 8. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, give it to us right now in the United States of America. A little space of grace. Give us a little bit of show of your love to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in this holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God has not forsaken us in our bondage. Bam! In your face, devil! Yes, Lord! He will not abandon us in our bondage. That is right. 
but has extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us reviving, to set up the house of our God and to repair the desolations thereof and to give us a wall in Judah and in Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken thy commandments, which thou hast commanded by the servants, the prophets, saying, This land unto which you go to possess it is an unclean land with the filthiness of the people of the lands, with their abominations, which is filled it up from one end to the other with their uncleanness. I can see him saying that about our land right now. Amen. Now, therefore, give not your daughters unto their sons, Neither take their daughters unto your sons. What is that saying, bride? Do not mix. Do not get involved in this worldly system. This ecumenical movement, this vomit, this garbage, partnering, mixing with the world, the satanic Illuminati, get out of it. Nor seek their peace or their wealth forever, that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance for your children forever. You know what just come to me, Brian? God help us help the church, Lord. When we put our children in front of this satanic uh, video games, satanic television, and we put them in front of a screen to babysit them, we are sacrificing them to Moloch. Pull off of that. Get away from all that. Don't let them see all that garbage. Don't let them watch those video games that just keeps them going down a rabbit hole. Don't let them watch these cartoons with all these ungodly looking, terrible looking characters that have these devil ears and these big gross teeth and they all look like monsters and all it's doing is preparing them for the horror days coming. They're desensitized to evil. And after all this has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespass, seeing that thou art God has punished us less than our iniquities deserve and has given us such deliverance as this, should we again break your commandments and join in affinity with these people of these abominations? <laughs> Say it again. Should we get out here and partner with these abominations that are taking place in our country today? And, oh, you can have this new age Jesus. We don't want anything to do with that. God is holy. God is not like that. So all of you can just go out here and do it. You know, and I, last night I was um, with this family and we was watching uh, Huckabee. And he is on TBN, you know, which has been totally taken over. Uh, but he had these women on there with dresses on from I guess the 20s the roaring 20s but their boobs were hanging out and they were like a secular dance I don't know what they was but it was like I was sitting there like is this on TVN you know what I'm saying like you got to be kidding uh, it's just I don't know the way the times have changed let's keep going Wouldst not thou be angry with us till thou hast consumed us, so that there should be no remnant nor escaping? Let me say that again, Brad, one more time. 
When trouble hits this country, God is going to protect the remnant. This is why it is so important for us to hear the voice of God in this hour. Because right now, this satanic sound is being released in our country. And that is these people that are partnering with this satanic New Age Jesus. It's this new sound. It's a terrible sound. It's an unholy sound. It's an unholy Jesus. How are we going to define? Because the Bible says in the last days, even the very elect may be deceived. How are we going to know if we're deceived or not? We have to hear from heaven. It has to match this word. It has to match. And when God says, come out from among them, be ye separate. If the world hates me, it's going to hate you. If the world celebrates you, something is wrong. Something's missing. Because there's no conviction there or something. There's, you're partnering with the wrong spirit. So we need to keep ourselves uh, focused on what the word says and focused on what the fruits are of true Christianity. Or we will, I'm telling you, bride, this thing is so big. And it is sucking in the church as a whole. Because Satan has done the most genius thing. He has pulled in all these big name preachers. He's pulled in all the big name entertainers. He's pulled in all the big name people. And he's put them all together as one. He's put them all together in this one world movement. This, uh, like I keep telling you, the horizontal Jesus, but the universal that's the word the universal jesus so how do you know they're universal let me just give you a few little keywords to keep to listen for community covenant uh bridge the one movement uh let's see pluralism uh, horizontal um, common good what's another one ecumenical um, universal Jesus um, tolerant being tolerant um, let's see it's a bunch of them but when I write these books this winter, I, that's what I'm going to tell you is these key words to listen for so that you know if they're universal. UN, climate change, uh, Pope, uh, like Kanye on this interview the other day, him saying that, you know, everything goes back to Rome. Rome is the true Christianity. And I thought, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, that explains why you have these shirts that has all this Catholic uh, images on there. Now we know. Okay, we also know what the Pope is doing right now. The Pope is pulling together this one more religion. So, uh, and then he said, what was the other thing he talked? Oh, he talked about the UN and uh, everybody coming together as one. You know, so I'm just telling you, Brad, you need to listen to the Lord. And you need to pray about it because this whole thing is all right here before us. Okay, so let's continue here in verse 9. We're in Ezra 9, 9. 
for we were bondmen. Come on now, we was sold out to the devil. Yet our God has not forsaken us in our bondage. Okay, we were, sorry, let me back that up. We were bondmen, men. We were suffering in our country because the enemy had taken over the country the same way, the way it is right now. We are bondmen, but God has not forsaken us in our bondage, but has extended mercy unto us in the sight of the king of Persia to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, and to repair the desolations thereof, and to give us a wall in Judah and in Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken thy commandments, which thou hast commanded by thy servants the prophets, saying, The land under which you go to possess it is an unclean land with the filthiness of the people of the lands, with their abominations which have filled it from one end to the other, which is the way we think about the United States. Now, therefore, give not your daughters unto their sons, neither take their daughters unto your sons, in other words, don't mix, nor seek their peace unto your wealth or their wealth forever, that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance for your children. Bam, bam, bam. Let me mark that in the word. What does that mean, Brian? Come out from among them. Be ye separate. What have we heard in the entire chapter of Ezra? Do not be polluted in the beginning. God hates pollution. He hates being tainted. He hates partnering. That's why in the very end, when he comes after his bride, he says, I'm coming after a bride without spot or wrinkle. He hates it, bride. I'm just telling you. And all these big-name evangelicals that are going to these worldly concerts and partnering with these rock and roll singers and now they're partnering with this and they're traveling all over and they're all coming together and meshing together forget about it forget about it god ain't in that not one bit would not thou be angry with us till thou hast consumed us so that there should be no remnant nor escaping O lord god of israel thou art righteous for we remain yet escaped as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our trespasses, for we cannot stand before thee because of this. Wow. Okay, so actually, Brad, what are they doing? They are being real with God. Okay, last chapter, and then I've got to go to church. All right, chapter 10. Ezra chapter 10. Now, when Ezra had prayed and when he had confessed, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, there assembled unto him out of Israel a very great congregation of men and women and children, for the people wept very sore. All. Oh. So, in other words, all the remnant knew the, transgress the transgressions that they had done against God. And when he, one person, did that, they all gathered around him. And Shekaniah, the son of Jehiel, one of the sons of Elam, answered and said unto Ezra, We have transgressed against our God and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. Yet now there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. Now therefore let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives. Turning. A turning. This is what I was saying about Kanye. 
Have you seen him turn from his evil? That's how you know true Christianity. Has he turned from Jesus? Has he quit selling all this satanic imagery? No. But that's what they do here. Now therefore let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives and such as are born of them according to the counsel of my Lord and of those that tremble at the commandment of our God and let it be done according to the law. Arise for this matter belongs unto thee. We also will be with thee. Be of good courage and do it. In other words, don't just talk about it. Do it. Then arose Ezra and made the chief priests, the Levites, and all of Israel to swear that they should do according to this word, and they swore. What did they swear to do, bride? We will turn. We will not partner with this worldly thing. All right. Then arose, let's say, arise for this matter belongs unto thee. We will also, will be with thee. Be of good courage and do it. Then Ezra, then arose Ezra and made the chief priests, the Levites, and all Israel to swear that they should do according to this word, and they swore. Then Ezra rose up from before the house of God and went into the chamber of Johanan, the son of Eliashib, and he and when he came thither, he did eat no bread nor drink water, for he mourned because of the transgression of them that had been carried away. Wow! Wow! Isn't that a shock? He already mourned. The people repented and turned, and he still mourned for the people that did not go forward with them. Isn't that something? And they made proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem unto all the children of the captivity that they should gather themselves together unto Jerusalem. And that whosoever would not come within three days, boy, three days, we see that a lot, don't we, Brad? According to the counsel of the princes and the elders, all his substance should be forfeited and himself separated from the congregation of those that had been carried away. Wow. Then all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered themselves together into Jerusalem within three days. It was the ninth month on the twentieth day of the month. And all the people sat in the street of the house of God, trembling because of this matter and for the great rain. Wow. And Ezra the priest stood up and said unto them, You have transgressed and have taken strange wives to increase the trespass of Israel. Now therefore make confession unto the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. Here we go again. Separate yourselves. Then all the congregation answered and said with a loud voice, And hast thou, and thou hast said, So must we do. But the people are many. And it is a time of much rain, and we are not able to stand without. Neither is this a work of one day or two, for we are many that have transgressed in this thing. Let now our rulers of all the congregations stand, and let all them which have taken strange wives in our cities come at appointed times, and within them the elders of every city and the judges thereof, until the fierce wrath of our God for this matter has turned from us. And I submit to you, bride, we have to do the same thing today before God. We need our president 
to stand up and repent before God for these atrocities that our nation has done before God. We have got to repent from the president down if we want to stay of judgment, Brad. Verse 15, Only Jonathan, the son of Asiel, and Jehaziah, the son of Tikva, were employed about this matter, and Meshulam and Shabbatai, the Levite, helped them. And the children of the captivity did so, and Ezra the priest with certain chief of the fathers after the house of their fathers and all of them by their names were separated and sat down in the first day of the tenth month to examine the matter. And they made an end with all the men that had taken strange wives by the first day of the first month. And among the sons of the priests that were found, they had taken strange wives, namely the sons of Jeshua, the sons of Josadak, and his brethren, Messiah, and Eleazar, Jerob, and Gideali. And they gave their hands that they would put away their wives, and being guilty, they offered a ram of their flock for their trespass. And of the sons of Emar, Hanini, and Zebediah, and of the sons of Harim, Messiah, and Elijah, and Shemiah, and Jehiel, and Uzziah. Okay, I am going, let's see, we're on Ezra chapter 10, verse 22. So let me go over here, 9, 10, let me go down to verse 22, and I'm going to let the Bible read the rest because of all these funny names. Wait a minute, let me go to this one. Well, hold now, on. when Ezra had prayed, and when he had confessed, oh, here we go. It's pretty cool. Hold on. Cool. down before the house of God, and of the sons of Peshur, Elijah, verse twenty-two, Marseiah, Ishmael, Nathaniel, Josabad, and Elasa, also of the Levites, Josabad, and Shimei, and Kelaiah, the same as Kalita, Pethahiah, Judah, and Eleazar, of the singers also, Eliashib of the porters, Shalom, and Telem, and Uri. Moreover of Israel, of the sons of Parosh, Ramiah, and Josiah, and Malchiah, and Miamin, and Eleazar, and Malchijah, and Benaiah. And of the sons of Elam, Madaniah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, and Abdi, and Jeremoth, and Eliah. And of the sons of Zatu, Elioniah, Eliashib, Mataniah, and Jeremoth, and Zabad, and Aziza, of the sons also of Bebi, Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Athlai, and of the sons of Bani, Meshalem, Maluk, Adahiah, Jeshua, It's much better Jeshua, for him to say all these names. <laughs> and of the sons of Parth, Moab, Agna, Jalal, Benaiah, Maaseiah, Manataniah, Bezaliel, and Binuai, and Manasseh, and of the sons of Harim, Eleazar, Ashijah, Malkiah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Maluk, and Shemariah. Of the sons of Hashem, Mataniah, Matatha, Zabad, Eliphalet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shimei. Of the sons of Bani, Matai, Amram, and Well. Benaiah, Bedaiah, Chela. Benaiah, Maramoth, Eliashib. Madaniah, Matanai, 
and Jasu, and Bani, and Binuai, and Shimei, and Shelemiah, and Nathan, and Adahiah, Machnadabai, Shashai, Sherai, Azriel, and Shilamiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph. Of the sons of Nebo, Jael, Mattathiah, Zabad, Zabinah, Jadua, and Joel, Benaiah. All these had taken strange wives, and some of them had wives by whom they had children. Isn't that sad? Some of them had wives by whom they had children. And it's sad. I mean, how would you feel to have your name documented in the most important book on the planet as being somebody that took a strange wife? Basically, somebody that had partnered with the beast. Based, you know, back in those days, that's what it was. All right, Brad, let me see if I have... Let me see here. What the world? Hold on, Brad. I can't see all the way from over here. Let me try something. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left its crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Jesus paid it all. I hear all these songs upstairs. All to him I owe. Sin has left its crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. What the world? Well, I guess I can't do that, Brad. Let me try this way. Well, forget about it. Forget about it, I can't get in. Let me see uh, what I can do here. Hold on, Brian. Jesus paid it all. Let me see. You got a good singing voice. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I sing to her all the time, this 91-year-old woman. She loves my singing. Yes, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life if you accept Jesus. Yes, amen. All right, let's see. Good morning, sister. Have a blessed day. Amen, Miss Kathy. Amen. All right. Oh, uh, amen. 
He says, I've always said that people like Steve Hardy and different ones have their Hollywood Jesus, yes. I love your spirit, sister, and sometimes you made me laugh. Now, bam, in your face, devil. <laughs> it's time to get ready for church, LOL. Amen. Thank you. All right, y'all have a blessed day. God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.